Okay. I, um, <clears throat> let's pray. So, Father, Lord, I, I thank you for your, oh, man, your presence. Like everything that we just sang about the blood of Jesus and all that you've done. All, all of the benefits, Lord, that we are experiencing when we come to this house is directly related to what Jesus paid for. What, what you decided, Father, before the foundation of the world, that Jesus would be uh, the, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, that he would provide for us, not just an entry point, but that we would be returned to right relationship as children of God. And, and such we are. And so, Lord, we just, I just wanna say thank you for that. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit. Thank you for, uh, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for that all of the promises that we read, it's not up to us, so to speak. It's all about you because all of the promises are yes and amen in you. Thank you, Lord, that you took away the performance, our performance. We no longer have to perform in order to be accepted. All of your wrath all of the curses, everything evil that was due us, actually you poured out on your son, Jesus, so that everything that he has it's due, that was due him can be made available to us. And Lord, we, we hear that. It's too big for us to grasp at times. But Lord, we uh, incrementally, Lord, we, 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 are, we, are, we are chewing on that and we are saying yes, yes, and we're taking our place as your sons and daughters. We bless you. I ask, Lord, that... that that you would direct this, the, this time, that, um, that you would open hearts, that you would speak to hearts, Lord, that you would, uh, yeah, that you would just draw us closer to you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So I want to, I wanna open up with a very unusual opening, okay? Very unusual opening. And the reason it's unusual is because um, it's one of these, but, but well, the reason it's unusual is because actually it's an experience. This, this what I'm going about to open up with is a verse that came from an experience. And you guys have heard me talk about this before. And I felt like that the experience was so pertinent, at least in my life, the, the Lord got my attention, spoke so loudly in a way to get my attention that he woke me up at 4.58 in the morning on April the 9th, which happens to be the, on the Hebrew calendar, the, the, the Passover, wakes me up at 4.58 to the sound of a doorbell, but it's not our doorbell, it's another doorbell, but I didn't put that together because I was dead asleep. And so I hear this, boom, boom, and jump up. You've heard me tell this story before, but... Um, and so went to the front door thinking it was our neighbor who has heart issues and it wasn't him. And so I'm going back to, the, to, my, uh, to the, my bed going, what? That was so undeniably loud. And what does this mean? Well, I thought, well, it's 4.59. So I'll look at it later when I wake up. So as I often do, I will start with Genesis and go all the way through uh, revelation, anytime I hear a, door, uh, a doorbell or a knock at the door and looking for 458s, and there are no books with chapter four with 58 verses. So I thought, okay. So I went to, well, what about 45.8? And there is a 45.8. So I'm gonna read this out of 
the New American Standard. I'm going to put it up here under a different translation. But my point is, the reason I'm starting with this verse, this verse has absolutely nothing to do with my message. I believe, though, that this verse is actually a declaration that we are to partner with and to actually pray it back out loud using our words. There's something to this. So let me read it to you. It's Isaiah, if you have your Bibles, look it up. Isaiah 45, 8 in the New American Standard says this, drip down, O heavens, from above and let the clouds pour down righteousness. Let the earth open up and salvation bear fruit and righteousness spring up with it. I, the Lord, have created it. So in the New International Reader's Version, it says it like this. And just so you know, every, every translation has a little bit of a different take on this. And so I, it's one of these things where it's like the Lord has tried to get my attention in such a grandiose way that my, my spirit man is catching it, but my poor little mind is going, I'm trying. I'm trying to understand what you're trying to tell me. But... So that's why I'm looking at it in all these different translations. And so the best I know to do is that, okay, Lord, I, I don't know, know exactly what this means, but we're going to partner with this. And we're actually going to make a declaration from our end, calling this forth here in just a minute. So but this is what it says. Rain down godliness, you heavens above. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide to receive it. Let freedom spring to life. Let godliness go, grow along with it. I have created all these things. I am the Lord. So let's do this, if you would. Would you mind standing? And let's, let's decree this. We're, gonna, we're just, all we're doing is just simple obedience going, okay, God, you sent this verse. I have no idea what it means. You spoke it so loudly. And it, seem, it seems like it's a proclamation coming from another realm to this realm. But in this realm, we are to partner with that proclamation and say it back. You get me? Are we going to pass out espresso uh, cups here in a minute? Is it hot in here? Is it a little warm in here? Oh, come on, people. I'm supposed to say yes, burning up. Okay, here we go. Rain down godliness, you heavens above. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide to receive it. Let freedom spring to life. Let godliness grow along with it. I have created all of those things. I am the Lord. One more time. Rain down godliness, you heavens above. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide to receive it. Let freedom spring to life. Let godliness grow along with it. I have created all of those things. I am the Lord. Okay, thank you. You can be seated. If any of you all get something on this verse, uh, please let me know, uh, smoke signals or, or email or something like that. But anyway, but someone sent me, uh, uh, I guess they were watching online first service and said, actually in the complete Jewish Bible, I think that's right, CG, CJV, it says to rain down justice. And so every translation has a different facet of what this verse means, but this is a lot bigger than, than what I'm, I, I don't think that was just a circumstance that, that on Passover day uh, morning at 4.58, the doorbell rings and it's not even our doorbell. It's like a, it was like a mansion doorbell, like boom, chimes, dong, dong. And I just shot up out of bed thinking that it was our neighbor, uh, like I said, who had a heart condition and who lived by himself. And I said, hey, if you, 
if you're having trouble, you come get me. I will take you to the hospital. So anyway, that's what it was. And so I'm, I'm going, okay, Lord, this is, this is too big just to let it pass. So, so thanks for letting me do that. I, um, I wanna, I'm going to try something. I, I got this during worship. This is, I don't have a slide for this. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, this is the, the, the famous chapter on faith. And while we were worshiping, I was thinking about this, this verse, and it's in 11.11. Um, 11. Verse 11. It says, By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Now, everybody here is pretty much familiar with Abraham and Sarah? You're gonna have to talk to me or I'm gonna assume that you don't know and we're gonna start back at Genesis and we'll be here till. So God promised Sarah a child but she was way past the age of conceiving. Do you remember what happened when the angel said that by this time next year, you're gonna have a child? She laughed. It says here, so it's not pointing to the fact that she laughed. So it's like, are, what, what's happening here? So, is somebody not telling the truth? Is somebody just, ah, you know, I don't think so. It says, by faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive. So let's look at something. When the word was spoken, she laughed. In other words, there was no ability for her to receive. Okay? But it says, uh, even beyond the proper time of life, since uh, let's see, by faith, Sarah herself received the ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life since she considered him faithful who had promised. What does that say? It says that when he released the word, she, well, we know that she laughed, but actually as she considered who spoke it, that means she, she considered him to be faithful who spoke it. That means that she looked back in her life and saw the places where God came through. And as she considered him faithful, the ability to conceive opened up. So what I'm saying is, what I'm, what I'm pointing at is, as, as we remember who God is, I'm going to talk about remembering God here in just a minute. But there's a, very, there's, a, there's a huge key in remembering all the places where God has come through for you. Especially as we're moving forward. Okay? All right. Turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30. And you know what? Once we get into this, you might find, I might find that this message is really about me. And I just want to say thank you all for coming. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1. I, don't, I won't read this part. Let me just tell you. David and his mighty men, maybe 600 or so, had been out uh, battling stuff. And they come back to their hometown in Ziklag only to find 
that the, the entire town is in flames. It's burned. When they get back, uh, everything's being burned. And not only that, but their wives and their children are gone. They've been kidnapped. So we're picking up in verse four. It says, then David and those who were with, with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the peoples was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. Then it says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Famous, famous line there. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So the thing that I don't know that, that I have time to unpack this, this is an amazing word pick, or this is an amazing story. Love to see a, a, a movie about this. But basically, David and his mighty men come back from the heat of battle. They, they've defeated the enemy. They come back to find that while they were gone, that someone had come in that had, uh, had pillaged the, the village where they were living taken their, their wives and their children and had burned their property and left. And these men, these grown men, these grown warriors, it said when they saw that, they, they basically lost it. They, they, don't, they, don't only, they not only lost it, but they cried so hard until they almost passed out. It says they were, there's no more strength to cry. That is a really, really low place. And, uh, and so I'm thinking about good, then to make matters worse, when they finally came to their senses, these men who had been fighting together, protecting each other, saving each other's lives, started looking around and somebody had to be blamed. And so they looked at David and said, oh, it's your fault. And then they started talking about stoning themselves. Now I'm thinking, good grief. No, I've had a bad day before, but I don't know if I've ever had a, a day like this. This, this is just, I, I can't imagine this. And so instead of, David, so they're, they're about ready to pick up stones and it says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. And I'm like, what? This is bizarre. And the thing that, that gets me about this verse is it doesn't say what he did. Like, How? How, how did he strengthen himself? How, how do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? How do you, like, I, I, you know what, I, I mean, I know a little bit now as to what I'm gonna talk about a little bit, but how, what, what, what did he do? What, what, what do we do? You say, Jeff, this great question. Let me just tell you this. There's a reason why I'm bringing this up. And the reason is, is that in a way, uh, Becky, we, we have found ourselves in, in a similar situation. Not that I have two wives, okay? Don't, <laughs> not talking about that. But we found ourselves in a similar situation where we have been believing, warring, doing everything that we know to do, only to find out that all these things that we love have been taken from us. And it's like, what is going on? Say, Jeff, what do you mean? So, it, so let me just tell you, today, this message, if it's a message, it's gonna be more of a talk, is really raw. I'm really raw right now. And so I, I only know how to be real. 
Uh, I can't, I can't do fake stuff. It's, I just don't, I'm not good at it. Um, so if you were to rewind the clock and go back one year ago today or on a Sunday in October, you would have found in 2019 that we were talking about the atonement. We were talking about what we just sang about. We were, we were, we were, had been, I'd been laying a foundation for several months of what Jesus has done. Not only has he, has he, uh, was his death for our, our body, for our souls, it was also for our sicknesses. And so all of this, all of these things were beginning to line up. Our faith was beginning to line up. We were beginning to, we were beginning to believe what, what, what he had done. And I'm not saying that we haven't done that. I'm not saying that we don't believe that now. But all of these things were happening last year. Um, I think it was last year or 2018, or, but with eight deaf ears open up uh, in, in, in a matter of six, six weeks or so. People who were deaf in, in one or two, year, two ears. One was a crazy story of the lady who was here. Uh, she gets healed. She didn't know she was healed. She thought her hip was healed. She goes uh, home and her husband says, well, how was it today? And she's like, it was great. And he's like, wait, wait, what? You just, she said, what? He said, well, you just, I just said that in your bad ear. And she's like, oh, I didn't know. And so she flips out, calls her sister who lives in Illinois. And her sister said, why are you screaming at me? And she said, I'm not screaming at you. And she's telling her about her ear. She said, oh my goodness. She said, my ear just opened up. So they've got two sisters one in Illinois, one here, and they're, they're, they're elated. And, and then the one sister in Illinois says, ah, well, I've got to go get mom because she's late for a doctor's appointment. So I got to hang up. So she hangs up, goes to pick up mom. Mom is sitting out on the, on, on the corner or on our sidewalk with both hearing aids out going, I don't know what just happened, but both of my ears opened up. Yeah. And so, so you hear things like that, that, that this is what's happening. And yet, it's not even funny. This is not funny. As, and yet, as of May to today, Becky and I know of about 22 to 24 people that have died. And we, we had three members in, 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 at Grace Center. Two of them died in the same week. And so, you know, we're... we're, we're we're finding ourselves going, whoa, what, what is happening? What, what is going on? As of, uh, some of you saw this on Facebook, as of uh, last week, my, my sister, my only sibling, uh, discovered that, that she has a tumor on her brain. And we're just going, whoa, what is, what is happening here? And she'll start uh, chemo and radiation this week or this coming week. And so when you, when you, when you look at, so I'm, so I'm realizing there's a real tug of war as to what's, what's grappling for my focus. And there's a, there's a, there's a, it's like we have a scale, uh, so to speak. And, and right now it seems like that, that the, the, the bad things that have happened that have come across my plate are about this big and the scale's done this. And I'm trying to go, how do I get the scale to tip back over into what he said, who, who he says he is? And so that, that, that's what I'm talking about. So my, my question to us is, 
How do you, how do we strengthen ourselves in the Lord? When it comes to the place where it seems like everyone or everything has turned against you and you have no place to, to there, there is no place to reach out for help. The only place, the only place you can go is to God. How do you strengthen yourself to even believe that he wants to meet you when you've got a stack of disappointments over here? Well, one of the things that, that we have done, that we have learned to do, and that we're still learning to do, is to keep a place of worship premier in our heart. That's one. The other thing that we do is that we, uh, and this is like, I don't want to say, this is survival almost. Like things can get so bad at times where you feel like all you're doing is surviving. But one of the things that, that I've found for, for us to pray in the Holy Spirit, that's one of the things that builds up our, our spirit man. Praying in the Holy Spirit, worshiping, uh, not wor worshiping here, yes, I'm talking about worshiping by yourself. Staying in the word. Another thing that I wanna point out is this is one of my go-to chapters right now is Psalms 103. You should read it. It's a beautiful, beautiful chapter. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. To, to not forget something is actually to remember what he's done. And so it is very important, very important that you and I keep before us the things that he's done, the things that he's done for you, the things that he's, the places where he has come through. There's a war and it, you know, it's not even fair because the places where he hasn't come through weigh about 10 pounds more than the places where he has come through. So even, even pound for pound or, 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 or blessing for offense, does it just like this. They don't even weigh the same. Every place where he's not come through for you weighs about 10 pounds more than the places that he has come through. Part of that, I believe, is, is just we, we have a proclivity towards negativity. There's, there's something maybe in the fallen nature of man where we expect negative things to happen. We, 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 it carries more of a weight. It's like this happened, this happened. Yeah, but, but what about... What about when it didn't? What, what about, what about, there's always that, what if he doesn't? And this, what if he doesn't thing that's over us is constantly pulling us back to take a step away from him. So I've been talking for the past couple of weeks. There is a war, there's, you, you have a target on your back from the enemy and his, his objective is to cause you, is to cause an erosion of God's faithfulness to you, to be more apparent to you. I, I didn't say that right. There is an attack on God's faithfulness in your life. The faithfulness of God, it's one of the, it, it, it's one, I mean, I don't even, there, it's one, not even a character trait. It, that, that's too, it is a, it is an infinite 
aspect of who he is, his, he, him being faithful, fa- the, the faithfulness of God. We talked about last week in Psalms 91, it says, his, his faithful promises are your armor and protection. Well, I thought it was the, 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 the big giant angel with the, with, the, with the 20 foot sword, flaming sword. No, it's his faithful promises are your armor and protection. Oh, I thought it was my ability to bind and loose. No, it's his faithful promises. The faithful promises. The faithful promises are, are on the one hand, they're, they're much more subtle. On the one hand, they're much more arduous because to, for us to grasp that it's the faithful, his faithful promises means, A, we don't do anything. We just sit there. And that right there, that rest, that's war. Resting in the Lord, that is war. I was, I've got, I've got all these different places that was trying to remember what the Lord has done. In the midst of this fight that we're in, in the midst of this place of discouragement that we, that we could easily find ourselves in, in the midst of this, there's all of these words that have been spoken over this house. We've got stacks, guys, stacks of words. Graham Cook was here back in 2010, gave us a 30 or 45 minute full prophetic word over this house. Uh, different people talking about there will be ambulances that will pull up where people are on their way to the hospital. And they say, no, no, I want to go to that church over there because I've heard that, that God is moving in that place. So we've got stacks of all of these words. Uh, so much so it's like, oh my goodness, like they, they, they were coming in uh, uh, so fast at one point. I was like, Lord, what are you saying? We get it. I get it. I understand you're wanting to do something here. I totally get it. Why are you continuing to give more and more words? And I realize if, if you ever find yourself in a place where the Lord is giving you accurate, prophetic, over and over words, it's because it could be, I don't want to speak, could be that the next season that you're about to go through is not going to look anything like the prophetic, what the prophetic words are pointing to. And that the prophetic words are actually used, if you would, as a, like, like, like a huge bow and arrow to shoot you across a chasm where you can kind of, what do you call these? Not, not repel, but anyway, zip line, kind of across to get to the other side. That's what the purpose of the prophecy is for. And it's so easy when we, when we receive these prophecies and then we enter into the next season and it looks nothing like the prophecies, we have a tendency to let go. And that's the enemy's objective. Just let go, give up. But you don't realize, we don't realize that these prophecies are so pinpoint. If you go back and you remember what the prophecy said, the prophecies are so specific about the destiny that, that if you have to hold on, it's the only thing that's gonna get you through to your destiny. That's what I'm trying to say. That's, that didn't come out right. But the thing about it is, is, is if we don't understand that dynamic, that when we're receiving prophetic words, when the Lord's speaking about your destiny and the next season looks nothing like what you thought it was gonna look like, it's a lot easier to let go or turn around and go back. So we remember, you have to remember, you keep remembering, keep remembering what he said. No, but you said, no, but I remember. It's what uh, uh, Matt read a while ago. This, in Lamentations, this I remember. The Lord's mercies never end. 
They're new every morning. This I remember. I, I have to remember. You have to remember all the places where the Lord has come through for you. Let me tell you, things can get so bad that you can hardly remember anything. I was sitting there going, Lord, I know you've had. And so I was writing down all the things that we have seen. We saw a person uh, a few years back uh, uh, um, healed of AIDS. This was documented. Came in with AIDS, left without it, came back with the, with the document from the medical doctors. It, they couldn't find it. We saw, you know, you've heard me tell about the, the story of the little boy that was sitting right over here one day during worship in the middle of, he's just sitting there just being an eight-year-old kid and sees a, a bright light over his head and he looks up and, and the light was so bright, he looks up and he's like, ow. And he takes his glasses off and he's looking around and he, and he can see and he puts his glasses back on and he can't see. So he folds them up and he hands them to his dad. And he said, I don't need these anymore. And because the glasses, he was embarrassed because the glasses were so thick, his dad said, put those glasses back on. And it wasn't until he went to school, till the school teacher later that week called him and said, John, what has happened to Dakota? He said, what do you mean? He said, well, she said, well, he, he's sitting in the back of the room and he's looking, reading the board without his glasses. And that's when it dawned on the father, oh my goodness, I think my son was healed. And so the things that he has done before, you bring them forward. You, you carry these things forward. That's why the Israelites, that's why they, 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 they had rocks. They would build an altar. There were te- the rocks stood for testimonies. All these, hold on to the testimonies. Remember what he has done. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget none of his benefits. Who pardons all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. Who pardons all your iniquities. This is what I keep reading I have to keep reading this. Who pardons all of your iniquities? You know what the enemy's wanting to say? Well, what about them? What about her? What about him? You prayed for him. What about, what about, what about? And, and what I see is actually warring against the truth of the word. His word, is, it, it lives forever. It abides forever. And yet there's this war that, that's trying to pull me back into the temporal. So I, I, can, I can, well, you know, they're, and they are. The people that, that, have, that have passed on, they are still alive. And I'm, but I'm, I'm believing that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's what he said. So I'm reminding him of that. So I'm finding this war that's happening right now between what I see and what he says. And that is, that is the great war that we're in. That, that is the, that, this, this is the exercise of faith. It's believing what you see versus what he says. Who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Here's a little upshot. So it was two weeks ago uh, on Tuesday night, uh, we were just finishing up these, uh, the intercession night and uh, I was walking off stage and my phone rings and it's my brother-in-law. <clears throat> and he calls and says, Jeff, uh, we're at the ER. And uh, I said, what's the matter? He said, well, they're, they're, they're checking Beth, my sister, for a stroke. And I said, why, why would you have brought her to, uh, to the hospital? He said, well, she couldn't pick up her right leg. 
So it was later on that, that night, about, actually about 12.30 in the morning, where he called back and said they found, they found a tumor uh, on, her, on her brain. So I went to bed and I woke up. And um, <clears throat> so I'm walking into the kitchen. And uh, we, have, uh, we have an Alexa, you know what I'm talking about, uh, uh, machine. And so, you know, if, for those of you who have an Alexa machine, she was blinking. And, which is letting me know that, that there's a delivery or something. And so, uh, so I said, uh, Alexa, read my notification. And she says, continuing to read Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth. And she begins to read it out loud. And I'm going, I, I've never even read. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I've read it, but I'm like, I've never, Alexa, I've never done anything like this with, with Alexa. My phone, by the way, was upstairs. And I'm like, Alexa, cancel. So she lights up and she continues to read. And I said, Alexa, cancel. And she lights up and she continues to read. And I'm like, I don't know how to get this girl to stop talking. And then I realized, hey, McFly, maybe this is a sign from the Lord that you need to continue to read F.F. Bosworth because it's all about the atonement. It's all about what Jesus has done. It's all about, it, it, he, he, he beautifully goes through and debunks all of the, the, the religious garbage that, that, has, that has stolen the sacrifice that Jesus has made on behalf of mankind, completely stolen it. And it's, it's, I was like, oh my word, Lord, you are talking to me. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to get your focus off of this and onto what I've done. So Matt didn't know this, but this was one of the verses that I, I was going to use right here. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. So one of the things that in strengthening yourself in the Lord is remembering, worship, praying in the spirit. The other one is talking to yourself. I will say to myself, I will say the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. Psalms 9:10 we've said this before and those who know your name will put their trust in you for you O Lord have not forsaken those who seek you some of us myself included have got to get to a place where this becomes dialogue where this becomes we actually learn how to chew on the word we actually we, we sit and we say this we, we read one verse try reading one verse in one day just read one verse I don't mean read it to get through it read it reread it say it stop meditate on it and those who know your name will put their trust in you for you O Lord have not forsaken those who seek you immediately the stack is going to come up what about here what about here what about here what about here I'm telling you, I'm telling you, for most of us, you're the life, 
the book that is being written about you and your life is more than five chapters long. And I've said this before, you haven't even gotten to the good part yet. You haven't seen all the amazing ways that he comes through for you. You haven't even got to there yet. Hold on, he's still writing your book. So the thing that I want to reiterate is that it is the enemy's ploy to discredit God to you. You didn't come up with this on your own. You have an enemy. You have someone who is uh, uh, as, as fast as you are trying to build and dig, he's undoing, trying to do, undo everything that God has done for you. We're beginning to get to the place where we, where we recognize who that is, who our adversary is, and we say no. We're beginning to get to that point where we go, no. You have a choice, you have a free will. He cannot violate your free will. He can influence it, but he can't violate it. Only you have the choice to open, to, to believe what you wanna believe, to choose to believe what you wanna believe, or choose to not believe what you don't want to hear. It's called warfare, all right. Matthew.